<laughs> the squirrel cannot wave <laughs> back to you. A squirrel. It posited a question. Everybody's got a mom. Validate my feelings. Sheltered. You guys being young millennials. Okay, boomer. Work Tech Fun, a PCM podcast. Did I tell you I think Shark Tank is giving me nightmares? Yes, you did. And I don't know why. And I, asked I don't you, either. I think, I think I asked you if you were actually just scared of the thought of sharks. And you said that wasn't it. Yeah, I have no idea what the deal is. It's been kind of weird. That's, I mean, like, are you afraid of failure? Because there's a lot of people <laughs> who go and then they fail and their dreams get crushed. I don't even think it's a, I don't even think it's legit, but that's the connection that Caitlin has made that it came from Shark Tank. Huh. In all seriousness, in the middle, it's been weird. In the middle of this quarantine, like I was watching so much before all this. I was watching so much like NCIS and Chicago PD, and uh, which, by the way, have you ever watched either of those? Um, no. No, you don't even have a lie. I said but last I was, week on the podcast that those were overrated for me. So, no. No, you said. Yeah, maybe you did say that. I said medical dramas, which I mean, like, those have medical These, Neither aspects. of those are medical. No, neither of them do. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I guess not, because I never watched them. But I hate drama shows, so I'm probably just never so, going to watch anything like that. <laughs> so anyway, I, I was watching a lot of for some reason since quarantine. Like, I mean, I literally was almost done with uh, NCIS on Netflix, and I've just paused for weeks. I've been watching so much Shark Tank and like Disney Plus stuff and like hmm. nothing that would like those would definitely give you nightmares, but not all the stuff I've been watching. So maybe it's just maybe it's your brain like just trying to cope with really weird new situations that are stressful in different ways. And they're just kind of like, you know what? We don't need extra drama in our life. Right you know now. what? Also, I'm becoming an old man. <laughs> Why is that? I've watched the 11 o'clock news three nights in a row. Wow. I know, and it's a really bad time to be doing that. Like, Yeah, for sure. You, how, the, so you're not watching weird dramas, but you choose to watch the news. That feels that feels like the, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, well, you're probably right. But I watch the news because Jimmy Fallon comes on after the news, and his at-home stuff is pretty hilarious. Are they showing that, like, on TV? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I've just been seeing the YouTube stuff. Yeah, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Jimmy Fallon's actually a TV show, but they also put some of their stuff on YouTube okay. and Facebook. Okay. So. I did know that. I did not know, though, like that it was airing on TV. Yeah, and he's doing interviews through Zoom. And, uh, oh, my gosh, he did one a couple of days ago, uh, one day last week. And his daughter lost her tooth right in the middle of him doing an interview yeah. with Russell Wilson. I saw, I went back and watched that particular Did you? clip. Yeah. And oh, I that, think was that was so awesome. Funny. But well, like was, right in the, go ahead. it was amazing just cause like that would never happen. Yeah. On, you know, live TV. Otherwise, like this is such a new yeah. territory and it was and such it, a special moment and they celebrated. Yeah, Cause then he took the time as a dad to actually yeah. like be a dad and like, I'm so sorry, but y'all are going to have to hold on. And then Russell Wilson is walking like, yay. Yeah. So that was cool. That was super neat. I did watch that. And they, like, told a story of their own kid who, like, lost a tooth in a crazy way. Yeah, yeah. I just loved it because he didn't shoo his daughter away. Like, he was just yeah. like, you guys, check this out. She just yeah. lost her tooth. And then she yeah. became part of the interview, and that was really cool. That was. And then the funny part was when uh, 
what is his wife's name? Sierra? Nate. Oh, you're talking about, uh, uh, yeah. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson and Sierra. Yeah. Yeah, Sierra. She's like, oh, the Tooth Fairy's going to visit you tonight. Wonder how much money you'll get. And Jimmy's <laughs> like. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I hope the Tooth Fairy's ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, that's that such was a fun. neat thing, though. Like, what a what a cool way to handle yeah. everything that's happening in the world right now to, to even, like, build on what's good about his TV show, make it even yeah. cooler and even better. Yeah. So, so it's been cool, like, seeing a lot of people do stuff at home. I mean, obviously, our podcasts were uh, – doing over zoom and uh, yeah we're getting some nice outdoor bird sounds right now uh, can you hear it oh yeah oh that's it's funny. very so, nice it Don't is be- very nice so like i needed some vitamin d really bad so <laughs> i think i convinced myself i had coronavirus until i came outside and got some man, vitamin d you are all kinds of mixed up aren't you man <laughs> yeah it's been crazy nightmares from shark tank <laughs> yeah. you have coronavirus you just need to go outside like, oh I might have already said this on the podcast, but I read something uh, a couple days ago. It's like one of the symptoms of coronavirus is shortness of breath. And one of the symptoms of anxiety is shortness of breath. And me thinking I have coronavirus gives me anxiety, which gives me shortness of breath or something like that. And I was like, yes. Anyway, it's been an interesting time. So I kind of, I guess, revealed some of my stuff of what I'm streaming. Uh, We don't have Brett here this week to say new girl or uh zach winter know, zach winters or any of that but uh <laughs> I'll, i guess i'll start since i mostly already said uh i've been streaming the nightly news <laughs> Boo. uh and i've been streaming a lot of jimmy fallon and then uh yesterday i started listening no that was this morning i was listening to um switchfoot album nice with which the name is totally escaping me right now, but the one that starts with uh, Dairy to Move. What is that album called? Is that the beautiful letdown? It has this, this is home and all that stuff. Oh gosh. I don't know then. Uh, I don't remember what the album's called, but anyway, I was streaming through that. And then, um, going to be so uh, mad at us. he's going to be like, how could you not know that our, that album? <laughs> maybe he won't listen. <laughs> so, and then, uh, and then I started streaming, not streaming, actually. I started using my record player, listening to John Foreman on vinyl. Nice. Uh, and currently, the last thing I listened to was his uh, Spring uh, disc. What's on the Spring disc? Um, so probably the one that everybody's most familiar with is Your Love is Strong. Yeah. Um, I think it's you're, got like six, six songs. You're inspiring me because we have those on vinyl. Oh, really? We have colored vinyl of... That's awesome. of the season's collection and we haven't played anything on our record player in a very long time. What are you time. even doing with your life? Well, we I've been talking to Brett about this for like a year, but I need a new needle for our yeah, record player and we just have never ordered it. So it's not like a great experience right now to listen to anything yeah. on vinyl, so we just typically don't. My my system that I have to play vinyl with, it uh the vinyl player is fine, but then I plug it into speakers through an amp, and my amp went out. So I'm playing through a very roundabout way right now, but I got it to work. So, nice. so what have you been streaming? Um, well, lots of The Office. For lots of people like me, The Office is a security blanket. It feels comfortable. It feels like home. It feels usual, familiar. And I haven't, like, I haven't watched it in a long time because we got rid of Netflix for a while. And honestly, I was under the impression that they were getting rid of 
the office this January, but they uh-huh. didn't. So I don't know why we got rid of Netflix. Really not sure. So you got but, it back, I guess, during this yeah, quarantine got, stuff. Yeah, we got it back, and we've just kind of been keeping it on. And so we'll we'll be doing other things, but have it on in the background, and then we'll just laugh at the moments that we love. And then we've even like had moments where we're like, I forgot about this scene. Like this is nice, really funny. So we've been watching lots of The Office. Um, we watched Ghost Rider for the first time this week. You ever seen that? Heard of it? No, I haven't. No. So it's really interesting. It's actually a, a cool movie. It's like from like 2007, I think. And it's a Marvel movie, but it's not part of the MCU. And it happened, like it came out right before like the first Iron Man and like they started the whole, you know, yeah. MCU as we know it. And so it's just really interesting to see like a pre, like a right before that came out Marvel movie. I, I really enjoyed it. It was really cool. And the graphics yes. were hilarious because they're like, 13 yeah, years old now <laughs> and like there's some like kind of scary jump moments but they're not that scary because the graphics just aren't That's that good <laughs> so watch we're watching movies and stuff which is really cool um do, do you find yourself streaming more video than audio during this time um i don't know if it's more maybe i don't know i feel like Maybe just because it's I'm home and I have the capability to do that more easily. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe in the office I would listen to more music, just yeah. because you can't watch video. But um, as far as music goes, I've really been kind of stick to uh, like the, the playlist I just did for J Radio called Center. I think I talked about that last week too. Oh, you're becoming Brett. You listen to yeah. the same thing every week. I know. Um, but like, especially this week, because we've been leading up to Easter. Yeah. Like that's been a place that I kind of want to focus and want to be. So those songs are just about Jesus and his presence and his faithfulness. And so that's just a place where I want to set my mind. Yeah. That's been a helpful playlist for me. Cause I don't, I don't love regular worship music. So I try to put together a playlist of like deeper yeah. songs and awesome. hymns and stuff. So it's a good playlist too. Yeah. Thanks. So speaking of the playlist that Deanna made and all kinds of different uh, music from Easter to all kinds of different Christian positive music, you can check out and stream them all on the brand new jradio.com, a positive and Christian music streaming platform. So I don't know about you, Jared, but... That is my line. No, that's why I said it. Uh, if there's one thing I would love to do right now, it's, I think we're all feeling this, but it's go somewhere other than our house. Like, I would love to travel. True. To anywhere. Like, almost anywhere. But, just kind of thinking about that question, if you got the chance to travel to anywhere, what would you do if you could? Like, where would you go? What would you do? Can we do this bit without singing that? <laughs> what would you do if okay, you could travel so, anywhere? <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, honestly, it was last week sometime. For some reason, we guys are talking about our honeymoon, which we went to the Dominican Republic. And so as I was thinking about this question, I was just thinking about how relaxing it was and just kind of 
like not I'm not specifically saying the Dominican Republic, but the resort we were at in particular was just like incredible and uh it was I don't know, it was just cool being in a sense served hand to foot and uh and I mean pretty much like it was all inclusive, so not having to worry about money and all that stuff, we'd already paid for everything. Yes. And so I think for me, like right now, imagining getting away from all this craziness and like just thinking like if it could be over maybe at one place i'd probably go back to the beach and be in that same like resort all inclusive you know we went and watched the sunrise in the morning we you know spent all day sleeping on the beach or getting in the ocean all that kind of stuff so i think that's where i would be yeah that's that sounds like what i put too <laughs> i was thinking back to you wanted to be on my honeymoon no no what in the heck no but i was thinking like i would love to be on a beach in the caribbean <sighs> i would love to go on a cruise although i would not love to go on a cruise in this weird time because <laughs> yeah, that's true that's a bad thing to be stuck on a boat with people who are sick yeah um we have one planned for like the end of september this year and i'm really hoping that the world can maybe put itself back together so we can still go. I know Surely that sounds September, like right? Knock on I know. That sounds like it's such a first world problem thing, like yeah. uh, I deserve to go on vacation. But you know, Seriously, I really would yeah. love to go to the beach. But I also wrote down like if I could go maybe within like a hundred miles. Mm -hmm. I think I don't know how long this is away. I just want to go to a Braves game really bad. Yo, I I could totally go for that right now. By the way, have you heard what they're gonna do potentially? No, I have not. They're going to move a bunch of the games to Arizona with no fans and, like, basically create their own environment where the players can't, like, they'll test everybody. And as long as everybody tests negative, like, they might. Like, televise uh, it? Yeah, they'll televise it and, like, everybody gets stuck. Like, they can't go home. Like, they have to go from the hotel to the ballpark. And the hotel will basically be, like, I think completely bought out where, like, nobody can come stay that might potentially have it. And, like, basically – hopefully create a small community that there's no way they can get it. Hmm. Well, that's, so that's kind of weird, which, which would stink if we couldn't go watch any games. Right. But yeah, but then we would get to watch it on TV, which, yeah, which would be better than right now, I guess. Yeah. Cause uh, right now we should be able to watch the Braves weekly. I honestly think if I could go, if I was doing a, within whatever, a shorter distance, I might right now go to Gatlinburg. Hmm. Just like get a cabin. I don't know why though, because I mean, like we're stuck away from everybody right now. So why would I spend my time getting away from my, you know, relaxing time by going to another relaxing right. place away from everybody? I don't know, but that just sounds nice. I could go for some Dollywood. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. It's hardly do I ever not really want to go to Dollywood, and that sounds super fun right now. So it, it's interesting because. Both of us said, um, I mean, both of us said basically the beach, but like, what is it about the beach for you that like, that just, that's it. That's a good question. It's funny. Cause I, I grew up not being able to go to the beach. Like my parents don't do beach trips. Oh really? Yeah. Like we always did camping in Gatlinburg and cabins and camping in different places. So like beach vacations for me now are very much like, Oh, I'm a grown up and I get to relax and not just like get eaten alive by mosquitoes and smell like campfire all the time, which I don't hate, but I also like have always wanted to have beach vacations because everyone does them and they're fun. I think 
um, on the last cruise we did though, we like spent a few, like a good portion of a day at the beach and it was just, I, I really like swimming in the ocean. It's much different than a pool. Um, and I just feel so at ease now at the beach. That's just something I missed out on as a child. And that's, I wish I could be there more often. I have a lot to make up for. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I think there are so many things about, about the beach that I really enjoy, but like I was always kind of an ocean person growing up, but I just, on our honeymoon, like they had, uh, at the resort, they had like this swing, lay down swing on the beach and it was so relaxing. I mean, we probably spent more time just laying there, like watching, other people and uh, you know people walking or people watching and taking walks and um i'm like the relaxing more than anything i don't know why it just it breeds some environment of relaxation which yeah you know it's the ambiance the whole thing that i really enjoy yeah yep could go for that right now i guess we can only dream If you're curious about what's new on J Radio, you should follow us on social media at J Radio Online on both Facebook and Instagram. We got great memes, memes about allergy season, memes about quarantine, memes about school, memes about summertime, memes about everything, memes about music. You should check it out at J Radio Online. So this past Sunday was Easter Sunday and a different Easter Sunday than I think any of us have ever had. Oh, yeah. and it was kind of cool because, uh, you know, with, with Brett not being here today, we totally just took over the whole podcast. But um, last week, Deanna and I had a chance to uh, do a lot of live stuff on social media talking about Easter and like had some really good conversations. And so we were like, well, we might as well carry it over to the podcast because, um, we have a lot of practice, so hopefully we won't mess it up this time. But uh, I guess, first of all, uh, we've talked a lot about some Easter memories. But uh, for you, what what have been some of your favorite Easter memories? Well, over the course of my childhood years, um, the church I grew up in did like a portrait of Christ Easter pageant play retelling thing. I don't know how to describe it. But just basically like a live musical of sorts that kind of told the story of Jesus' life and his ministry and the miracles that he did and the teachings that he talked about. And and then, of course, it crescendoed into um, the crucifixion of Jesus and then his death and then just the amazing triumphant moment of his resurrection and then his ascension. And it was not like that weird video where Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then he turns around and he can see his harness and it's really bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. No, that never so happened. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. <laughs> but uh, that was always like a huge impactful thing for a lot of reasons. One, because I was, I'm a, I'm a visual person. So like seeing it instead of just hearing a Bible story, like yeah. seeing a play of it really made a huge impact on me. And that's actually why. Like I chose to follow Jesus because I was like, okay, this is really awesome. And that was a big deal for me. But my family was always really involved in it, whether we were acting or singing in the choir or playing in the orchestra. Like it was just a huge family ordeal. 
Does your whole family play instruments? Um, yes. What do yes. they play? Uh, my dad plays drums. My mom sings, and she also plays piano. But she also in at church she would play like the timpani, and oh, the, nice. and like the, the auxiliary percussion. Um, I play the flute, or I did. I don't know if I can do it now. And then my brother played trumpet, but he never played at church. So, but we've all been nice. like a part of it in different ways. That's cool. One year I played the leper kid or like a kid with a disease and Jesus healed me as a kid in the play. So, <laughs> so you're reminding me, uh, growing up every year, like my dad is a contractor. And so there's this one small, um, hardware store that he went to, I mean, he probably went three or four times a week oh, wow. and, uh, I would go with him a lot. Like he'd have to go on Saturday sometimes and, uh, or like be in the afternoon. I'd just ride with him because I love to. And there's this one guy at the store that was like always clean shaven and, you know, short hair and everything. But every year come Easter time, like I always knew Easter was coming because you'd go in the hardware store and he'd have a long beard and long hair. He grew out to be Jesus in the, in the play. Oh, wow. And so it was, uh, you know, it's always funny because, uh, by the way, I could never recognize him as like the same guy, but I always knew when I saw him with a beard and everything, like, okay, Easter's coming. So, Do you remember his um, name? Eddie, I think. Okay. I was wondering, like, oh, I wonder if I know this person, but there's plenty yeah. of people in Chattanooga who did the same thing. Yeah, so. probably so. Um, so I think my favorite Easter memory is uh, dying Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. And me and my little sister used to do it together. Uh, you know, hard boil them and then have all colored dyes and cups. It was always funny because she would get all fancy and have nice patterns and all that good stuff and write words on her eggs. And I was always trying to mix the colors. So you can imagine how that ended up. <laughs> Brown. Exactly. Black, uh, gray. But but then like every year we'd buy a bag of like 12 to 24 plastic Easter eggs and then take our dyed Easter eggs and we would hide them around the house and around the yard. And I mean, for like weeks after Easter, we'd still be hiding the eggs and finding them and all that kind of stuff. So I bet you had more than one stinky surprise. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we would, we would basically use the real eggs until they started stinking, and Oof. you know, every once in a while you get that really good hiding spot that you couldn't find the egg until. Then you, you find it. Find the egg, power. yeah, yeah. But uh, mm. no, it was always fun, and uh, you know, I, I remember even like church festivals that we'd have at Easter and that kind of stuff, which obviously we had none of any of that stuff this year. <laughs> like Easter was a lot yeah. different. How was it for you guys? What did Easter look like? I mean, doing the online service thing to try to stay safe. Um, our church has set up like a really neat platform for live watching and it has like a really neat comment section. So it, it feels at least a small, small semblance of, you know, seeing a, a person that you know from your church name pop up and say like, right. Hallelujah. I love this song. Or like your pastor posts a comment and it's just like, we're so glad that you're all here together with us. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It was interesting this year just because, like, it's like no other Easter I can remember. Oh, yeah. Is there a train? There is a train. I was wondering <laughs> if you could hear it. I could hear it. I oh, thought okay. it was weird music on your computer, and then I realized it's a train, and you're in Saudi Daisy, so. Yeah, it's a train, and now you just told everybody where I live. That's right. So, um, well, we've talked about that before. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, um, Easter was different in an awesome way for me this year. We had um, 
I'm on staff at a church, and so Easter's always stressful and complicated. And like, just when you get done, you go home and take a long, long nap. Right. Uh, and this year, we recorded everything on Friday, and so on Saturday, uh, didn't really have too much to do, just kind of getting all that prepped. And then on Sunday, got up in the morning, watched the service, uh, watched a couple of different services actually, and it was actually relaxing and yeah. I had a chance to reflect and really concentrate on like the actual meaning of Easter for probably the first time in a really, really long time. Uh, yeah. not that I, not that I don't usually concentrate on or listen, but like there was no stress. It was just like freeing and relaxing and actually concentrating on what matters more than, you know, whether or not I started that song too fast or, you know, when I got to get back up on stage or whatever. So it was yeah. actually very nice. I think there is an element this year at Easter that, you know, it's never really been a thing before. Like a lot of the pageantry is yeah. stripped away. Um, you know, people talk about like the people who show up for Easter services and Christmas services only just to kind of make an appearance. But I mean, this year, nobody knows if you showed up. Nobody knows right. if you made an appearance. Like, if you did, it was because you wanted to be a part of it and yeah. not because you felt like you had to. Um, I mean, there's no buying Easter outfits. I mean, people probably did at some point, but. Yeah, some of those some of those people get way ahead of schedule. And I, have, I did see some people this year, like, post pictures of their kids in Easter outfits. That, that's like, what I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> that their grandparents funny. had bought, like, weeks in advance. And yeah. So like, I need pictures <laughs> sitting on the couch in my nice clothes. Oof. But I was, I was I mean, talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago. Sorry. I interrupted your thought. No, you're good. Go ahead. I was just going to say this, this Easter gives everybody a chance to really get to the, to the core of it. Yeah. Both people who, you know, usually just jump in maybe to feel like, or to just satisfy like a, like a requirement in their own minds, but it's also people. Mark, yeah. yeah. To also for people who serve, like you say, like, staff members get to actually be in the mindset of Easter this year, which is just different and almost a gift. Yeah. And and I know for me, at least Easter came at a really nice time because I remember a couple of weeks ago, I I honestly was just kind of letting my anxiety and fear get the best of me with all that's going on. And I remember the specific moment I was actually standing in uh, the office at my house, recording a radio show that was going to play later on. And I was like, oh my gosh, Easter's in a week and a half. And it was just like this relief because I'd let all this other circumstance situation, you know, get me all wound up. And it was like, you know, even to think that Jesus like conquered sin and conquered death and like what's going on right now has, you know, no comparison to what Jesus overcame. Right. For me, it was like that hope just kind of came at the right time. And I know a lot of people are uh, kind of, maybe have experienced that through this Easter season. Yeah. I think, I think it's been a nice reprieve on social media, especially last week we talked about how it was a veritable dumpster fire. Yeah. That's still true. I mean, like it's lessening, I think as people kind of get used to the new normal and are understanding that like staying home is helping you by and large, not, get this disease um and so maybe there's a little bit less panic now because we're all you know staying at home but um like for people to kind of at least for the church like focus on 
hope for a minute and just yeah. not post about, you know, X, Y, and Z relating to the virus, but posting yeah. about like, this is what I was encouraged by. This is what brought me hope this weekend. You know, yeah. that's just a nice break. And it does feel like a breath of fresh air because, and it's so yeah. needed right now because it's just so much noise in the world. And definitely it brings like a new element of hope to it all because I mean, what Easter means for us as Christians is that even in the circumstance of a scary death by a scary disease, there's hope and life after that in Christ. And yeah. that's not something we've, I would say, that's not something we've super had to grapple with collectively like this ever. Yeah. Yeah. I know I, um, I've actually quoted this lyric so many times this week. Um, I, I quoted both of the, live events that we did on social media and then i sang the song in church on sunday i pointed out this lyric and everything but uh, a song from phil wickham living hope he says uh you have broken every chain there's salvation in your name jesus christ my living hope and just the very fact that you know all the stuff we're facing right now is a chain that seems to be holding us back and holding us down but with jesus's death and resurrection he already broke all those chains and uh, and their salvation is named because he's living. And that's the hope that we celebrated this past weekend and the hope that we can be thankful for. Yeah, for sure. Just a really different season for sure. But yeah. again, the timing really is spectacular. Yeah, it I is. Mean, it kind of forces us into a place of thoughtfulness because we're kind of desperate for some hope and we're desperate for some good news. And that's what, this whole season is about like the best news yeah that's right nothing that happens to us on this earth as believers like we have a hope that transcends that and that's something that very much sets us apart i would say in the world and good grief if we don't need good news right now <laughs> that's right work tech fun a pcm podcast